for Health's Sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfield Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with physical therapist Marley Dockel with tips on preventing falls. Welcome, Marley. Hi, thanks for having me. So how common are falls for older adults? So unfortunately, they are very common. The latest statistics show that approximately one in four people over the age of 65 fall every single year. And what's even worse is that the rate of death from falling has increased by over 30% in the past decade. And another thing to just top it all off is that Wisconsin is number one for the rate of deadly falls in the entire country. And if you're wondering why is Wisconsin number one at something we do not want to be number one in, there's a few things. So first is that we experience horrible winters, right? So there's snow and ice on sidewalks and parking lots. Other states like Vermont, Minnesota, Colorado, and South Dakota also rank pretty high on the falls list, and I think it's because of this reason. And Wisconsin also has a high percentage of people who are over 65. About 16% of our population is that age. And of course, the one thing that people might be thinking as well is that Wisconsinites are known for enjoying their alcohol, right? And that never helps anyone's balance. (laughs) How can seniors improve their balance and strength? So, of course, before I answer this, I should put out a disclaimer that if anyone is worried about exercising safely or if they have any medical conditions that could affect their ability to exercise, they should start by seeing their physician and then also a physical therapist for an individualized program. In general, the good news is that older individuals are usually in a really good position to increase their strength pretty easily. Things as simple as standing up and sitting down five to 10 times in a row. And if you do that multiple times a day, that's a really easy way to increase the strength of your legs. Exercises can be done lying down or sitting or standing. So say you're lying down, you could do things by just raising your legs in the air, or you could do bridges where your knees are bent and you lift your bottom off the bed, things like that. And then with sitting and standing, you can do things like marching in place, kicks, heel raises. And if those are all too easy, you can always add ankle weights for added challenge. Um, another great way to really improve your strength and your balance is to just walk, honestly. Um, if you're worried about falling, you could always start by walking in your home. You know, just pace your home for five, 10 minutes at a time. If you do that a few times a day, you can really get the benefits of walking. If that becomes easy for you, then you can go outside. And I would recommend starting on a paved surface, like sidewalks or roads, just to avoid tripping on anything. And if you want an even added challenge, then I would encourage people to try walking on more uneven terrain, grass, up and down hills, in the woods. That's a really great way to add in a lot of other factors that'll throw your balance off. So please be safe while you do it. But you can really get some benefits from that. Tai Chi and yoga are also really, really good for improving your strength and your balance. So if you're not familiar, Tai Chi is more of performing a series of movements and you do it very slowly. And going slow takes so much control and it really throws off your balance, but in a good way. So it 
helps to improve your balance. And I think more people are familiar with yoga. And there's a lot of really good programs at local gyms. I mean, right now, in the time of COVID, things may be a little bit more limited. But in the future, hopefully, you could go to a yoga class that's geared for seniors. And that would be great. But in general, the biggest thing that individuals need to do to improve their balance and strength is just move. I think too often, and especially in the winter months, we just become more sedentary. And so I would say that you should try not to sit for more than an hour at a time. You know, say you're watching a show, get up and just go to the kitchen and grab a glass of water. Or you could do those repeated sit to stands during commercials, things like that. Just get some exercise in throughout the day. And that can really make a huge benefit. Can medications and vision play a role in causing a fall? Oh, absolutely. So when it comes to balance, there are three major components that our body uses to maintain our balance, and that's proprioception, our vestibular system, and our vision. So proprioception is our body's ability to know where it is in space. So say you close your eyes and you hold your arms out to your side. You can touch your finger to your nose with your eyes closed because there are receptors in your muscles, tendons, and joints that kind of tell your brain where your arm is in space. And so that same thing is applied to our whole body. Our brain uses those receptors to kind of know, okay, I'm upright, I'm on a level surface, or I'm lifting my leg, things like that. Our vestibular system is our inner ear, and that has canals that have little hairs and crystals in them. And anyone who has had BPPV knows that when those crystals get out of place, you get very, very dizzy and you're unable to balance. The way that I like to explain it to patients is when you're a little kid and you spin around in circles a bunch of times and then you try to run in a straight line, you quickly fall down or you run way off to the side because your vestibular system has been thrown off. But this brings us to vision. And vision is the biggest component that our brain uses for our ability to balance. The brain trusts what it can see. And so we really, really rely on our vision. And unfortunately, as we age, our vision changes. We become more nearsighted or farsighted or both. We can get cataracts, you know, macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, and more. And all of these can affect our vision. And what happens is we may not necessarily realize that our vision has been affected, but suddenly we're stumbling more or we're not able to see steps like we were able to before. And so I always recommend to people that they see their optometrist every year. But this brings us to medications. And so again, a disclaimer, I'm not a pharmacist. And if anyone has any specific questions, they should always talk to their physician or their pharmacist about their medications. But in general, as we age, our liver and kidneys, they're not able to break down drugs as well as they did when we were younger. So the same dosage of a medication can result in higher drug levels in our bloodstream as we age. And so again, this is another reason why it's important to check in with your doctor at least every year just to have a review of your medication. Specific medications like anxiety and sleeping pills, antidepressants, and antipsychotics are all linked to an increase in falls. In fact, they've been associated with a twofold increase risk of falls. And that's because they can cause sedation, slower motor function, gait disturbances, visual blurring, and drops in blood pressure. Anticonvulsants also fall into that category, and they're associated with a two and a half times risk of falling. They're used to prevent seizures and can help with some neuropathic pain. 
but they can cause balance problems because they affect the cerebellum. And that's a part of the brain that's largely responsible for balance. And then on top of all of this, the more medications that someone is on, the higher the chance of interactions between those drugs, and that can lead to other side effects. And so if you have a really, really long list of medications, chances are there is a side effect that could be affecting your balance and increase your risk of falling. One rule that I always like to go by too is if your medication has a little label that says something like, use caution when driving, translate that to use caution while walking. If it affects your ability to drive, it's going to affect your ability to walk around until you could fall down. Are there proactive steps someone can take with their living environment to prevent falls? Oh, yes. So this is something that I'm really passionate about because the majority of falls happen at home and the majority of falls happen in our living room at home. I think a lot of people have the misconception that they're going to fall on the ice outside or maybe even in the bathroom. And that does happen. But more often than not, it actually happens in our main living area. So the things that I usually recommend, first of all, is to clear away your clutter. You know, make sure that your shoes have a designated spot that they go in the front closet. If you like to set down bags on the floor by your front door like I do, I always walk in the door and then just dump everything. Maybe get a bench or something where you can put those bags up high and you're not going to trip on them. Another one that I see pretty frequently too is in your bedroom, say you're changing into your pages at night and you just toss your clothes on the floor. And then in the middle of the night, when you get up to go to the bathroom, those clothes suddenly become a trip hazard. So make sure that your dirty laundry makes it into the laundry basket. Another one is to get rid of rugs, especially small rugs. And the edges, they can curl up or our toes can catch on them really, really easily. Uh, The small rugs, especially if they're not really grippy, the whole rug can slip and that can cause you to fall. I've had some people say that their rugs are just truly beautiful. They don't want to get rid of them. They're really fancy. And so they ended up putting their rugs up on the wall, almost like a tapestry. So that's always an option too for you. Another thing would be to watch out for your pets. You know, little dogs especially and cats that like to go between your feet. Always keep an eye out for them. And then move their beds and their food dishes out of the main walkways and try to keep their toys picked up as well. Cords as well for electronics and lamps. Always plug them in to the outlet closest to them. I know that seems pretty common sense, but you'd be surprised how many people trip on a cord because they plugged it in far away. Another thing would be to have good lighting at night. You can do night lights or motion-sensitive lights for those unexpected trips to the bathroom. And then also to clean up spills and messes immediately. Uh, Just recently, I had somebody fall because his wife had taken a shower just before him and she left a little bit of water on the floor, you know, before she was able to towel off and he went into the bathroom and then slipped and fell. So even little spills like that can quickly become a hazard for somebody else. And then lastly, with any of your steps at home, especially if we have any changes in our vision, suddenly steps, you're not really able to see where the edge of one ends and the next one begins. So I always recommend to get high contrast tape and even better tape that has some texture to it and put that on your steps because then not only do they become more non-slip, but you can see them a little bit easier. Are there programs available to assess all risk and offer prevention skills? 
Yeah, there are a lot of programs out there. And again, right now with COVID, I don't think many are meeting in person. I was doing some research and I think there are a few virtual options, but right now I think most programs are just on hold until next year when things calm down a little bit. One that I am a trained instructor in is called Stepping On. And it's available in Wisconsin and Minnesota. It's a seven-week course that meets once a week. And each session is focused on a different component of balance. So one day, a physical therapist will be in to teach exercises for strengthening and balance. Another day, there might be a pharmacist there to discuss medications, things like that. And that program has been found to reduce the risk of falls by over 30%. For general strengthening and balance exercises, there's always silver sneakers and silver fit. And those are exercise programs that are offered by gyms. They might be at the YMCA as well. And typically insurance covers them. And they're just kind of generic exercise classes that people can go to multiple times a week. Those are always really good. Another resource that you could look into is the National Council on Aging. I was just on their website the other day, and they had a list of a lot of different courses, including YMCA's Moving for Better Balance, Tai Chi Prime, Stay Active and Independent for Life, or it's called SAIL. Fit and Strong and a Matter of Balance are just a few of those. So they're available everywhere. You just have to kind of know where to look. Any advice if you're worried about your mom or dad falling? Yeah. So it's like a good summary of all of this. But I think the first step to know is just what are the risk factors for falls? If your parents have had a fall in the past, then their likelihood of falling in the future is much higher. If you're noticing that they have any balance or gait impairments, then they're definitely at risk of falling. Or a couple of things that I usually tell people to look out for is if your parents are having trouble getting out of a chair, or if while they're walking, they're doing what we call furniture walking, they're grabbing onto the edge of the chair, or the kitchen counter, whatever, to help keep their balance it might be a sign that they're at risk of falling. And then other things like dementia and visual impairments also would put them at increased risk. The second thing I would do for those that are worried about their parents would be to just go to their home and look for those hazards that we were talking about. You know, specifically look at their stairs. Would they benefit from some high contrast tape? Are the railings sturdy? Do they need to be reinforced? Do railings need to be added? Go in the bathroom and see if you can install grab bars by the toilet and in the shower. Or you can also get a shower chair for walk-in showers or a tub bench for the tub shower combo so that your parents can sit while they're bathing. And in the winter months especially, just make sure that their walkways are free of ice. If you're not able to be there every time it snows, maybe hire somebody to do that for them. Another thing that I like to recommend as well is the services such as Life Alert. And if your parents totally just balk at the idea of having a Life Alert, then just get them a cell phone, a cell phone that they can have on them at all times that will also work. I would also recommend, like I mentioned before, that your parents get their vision checked every year and that they also visit their primary care physician every year just to get their eyes checked and then to review their medications. And then uh, I would also recommend if you're seeing that they're not moving as well, that they see a physical therapist. And I may be biased being a physical therapist, but we're really, really good at improving people's strength and balance and reducing the risk of falls. What we'll do is work with your parents for, you know, probably several weeks and get them set up on a program that they can perform on their own. And then we'll continue to work on that program and see improvements for months, if not years. And if you ever notice that their balance or strength is getting worse again, they can always come back and we can do a refresher course with them. Physical therapists are also really good about 
making recommendations for walkers and canes. If you think your parents need them, we can help get them set up with the right thing. But I think the first thing that you really need to do is just have an open conversation with your parents. If they're anything like mine, they don't want to hear that they're at risk of falls. But if you just open that line of communication, it can really make a big difference. And maybe they'll be willing to make some of those other changes. Great information. Thanks, Marley. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. 